Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, October 19th, and we start with local news. A bill aimed at increasing math scores for kindergarten through eighth grade students is scheduled to be introduced into the state legislature during the upcoming regular session in January. Created by Representative Scott Sapicki, who is also the chair of the Education Instruction Subcommittee, the bill would require summer school or tutoring for K-8 through students who do not perform well on their TCAP test or universal, universal screener. Sapicki said the bill is not similar to the third grade retention law, a state law passed in 2021 which requires third grade students to repeat the grade or receive additional interventions if they are determined not to be proficient in the English language arts section of the TCAP. Students that don't perform well on the TCAP test or the universal screeners, we're not going to retain them. But if you're not on track, we're going to require you to go to summer school to get the necessary help you need to get caught up in math. Sapicki said. If you're still behind, then we will make available tutoring for you the following year when you go on to the next grade level, so you can continue to get the support you need and get on grade level, and once you're on grade level, to stay on grade level, he said. Representative Sapicki said there will be several components to the intervention bill, which would also require K-8 through math teachers to receive a statewide mathematics certification. Teachers would then be broken up according to their grade band, such as early elementary, late elementary, and middle school. Those teachers will have individual grade band level professional development that is targeted to how they need to teach and deliver the standards, curriculum, and information for the students, Sapicki said. You can't have the same delivery in first grade as sixth grade because it's a different level of math and a different level of student, he said. The final two components include seeking out how to best deliver mathematics to students pursuing educational degrees and reporting back to the Tennessee Department of Education to make any corrections to the program. Representative Sapicki said statewide math scores have been stagnant at around 30 percent for over a decade. According to the Tennessee Department of Education, the 2022 Nations Report card from the National Center of Educational Progress found that 36% of fourth grade students were proficient in math, a four-point drop from 2019. Meanwhile, only 24% of tested students in the eighth grade tested proficient in the same subject, dropping eight points. Murray County Public Schools fared even worse. According to the 2022-23 school year scores review, the average percent of Murray County Public Schools students in grades 3 through 8 who tested proficient in math were all below the state average. To see how each individual school compared to the state average, visit www.murrayk12.org forward slash CMS. The Murray County Commission approved Monday a resolution that would terminate an existing tax incentive agreement with General Motors in order to enact a new agreement, a decision that sparked controversy among commissioners. The resolution passed 13 to 2, a simple majority with six commissioners abstaining, terminating the existing 60% abatement as part of a payment in lieu of tax or pilot from GM in place for 38 years. However, upon termination, a new pilot agreement will now go into effect, extending stipulations of the original agreement, plus a tax break on the new GM paint facility and a separate pilot with Altium Cells. Altium Cells, a branch of South Korean company LG Solution, leases property located at the GM plant, visible from Highway 31. 
commissioners debated about whether to terminate the old agreement for over an hour. Some commissioners agreed that the new agreement, devised and approved in 2020 by the Industrial Development Board and state officials, should be upheld, whether current commissioners like it or not, based on a legal perspective. The train has left the station, Commissioner Gabe Howard, District 8, said. Several commissioners agreed. This is not how honest people work, Ray Jeter, also of District 8, said. I don't like the deal either, but the deal is done. I thought this is not the greatest deal that's ever been done, but it does bring in money to the county, he said. Murray County Mayor Sheila Buck conveyed a firm warning to commissioners about the consequences of not terminating the existing agreement. We have worked this over the coals for a long time now, Mayor Butt said, adding she doesn't love the agreement either. The fact of the matter is we have made agreements. GM has invested billions of dollars on the IDB's word. Going back on that will only cost us exceptionally in court. Exponentially, rather, in court. It's not just about this business. We have given the authority to the Industrial Development Board on this, and the answer is yes, she said. Previously, the county commission gave the Industrial Development Board the authority to make decisions regarding tax incentives for companies. In 2020, the GM deal was devised by the IDB and state economic officials. We are making a bad mistake if we decide to take back what we've already given, Mayor Butt said. If you don't want any more growth in industry over the years, we won't get it if this doesn't pass, she said. Commissioner Kenny Morrow of District 7 said he wishes the terms of the original contract could be severed. Forty years is long enough, Morrow said, who explained he supports a tax break for the new GM paint shop and Altium Cells, but not the extension of the 38-year incentive contract with GM. I can't in good conscience vote for this because I have too many constituents who want this to end, he said. Commissioner Aaron Miller of District 7 agreed. That's part of the job, to face a lawsuit or not. We need to be voting on the merits as we see them. I don't like the thought of locking this in over several more decades, he said. Kevin Markham of District 9 addressed previous IDB board members speaking out on the issue, which was an action permitted by the Budget Committee last Monday. They lost their opportunity to argue their point when they resigned from the IDB, Markham said. After asking for clarification on the resolution, Jerry Bridenbaugh of District 9 also agreed with staying the course by advocating for the approval of the termination. We are referred to as the Murray County Commission, Bridenbaugh said, whether now or in 2020. We are obligated to honor that contract, he said. He also pointed out that at one time, GM implied that all buildings would be hidden behind the hills, criticizing the massive presence of the Altium building on Highway 31. Jerry Strand of District 1 defended GM's presence in the community. I can't complain about GM being in this community and supporting families for generations, he said. Mean old General Motors spent a whole lot of money based on an agreement, he said. After over an hour of debate, there was a motion calling for the question to cease all discussion and to vote on the resolution, but the motion failed. County Finance Director Doug Luconan emphasized that GM is considered the top taxpayer in the county, and if the company looks weaker, it could hurt the county's overall Moody's credit rating and interest rate. If GM looks weaker, if GM looks stronger, it affects our interest costs, Luconan said. The fight that would come is cost of litigation. What we could lose is... It's much, is much more than what they could lose, he said. The current state of economic development appears to be in good standing, according to a quarterly report presented by the Murray Chamber and Economic Alliance. 
Marie Alliance President Will Evans presented the latest data to Columbia City Council earlier this month, discussing topics such as job growth, major pipeline projects, and economic projections over the next year. Starting off, Evans acknowledged a recent fantastic win for the city with the announcement regarding SGB Enterprises relocating its headquarters to Columbia, as well as expanding the company's design and manufacturing operations. The company specializes in designing and manufacturing procedural training systems like flight simulators, maintenance trainers, and other simulated avionics and control components for the aerospace industry, Evans said. They're investing $1.7 million to create 40 new jobs. The best part of this announcement is that it hits right in that sweet spot of our recent strike zone, which is high wages or high quality jobs, industry diversification, and appropriate use of site and infrastructure, he said. Mayor Chaz Mulder added that a big reason SGB's announcement can be considered a valuable win is that it not only will bring new jobs to the area, but quality jobs, which also pay well. Of course, we like job announcements of all kinds, and we certainly celebrate them. But in this market we are currently in, sometimes the quality is just as important as the quantity, Mulder said. It's just truly a win-win that should be noted. Columbia will certainly benefit from it, as well as the county as a whole, he said. Evans continued, saying the city's current project pipeline remains strong, with a lot of current projects focusing on expansion of existing businesses. Everything is kind of on par, though the unemployment rate has kind of ebbed and flowed between low 3% to high 2% rates over the last two years, Evans said. The median rent is also up from $1,381 last year, though the home price has decreased 8% from this time last year. Nothing to be alarmed with, but that's where we've seen some of the most notable changes, he said. October is also recognized as Manufacturing Month, and to celebrate, Murray Alliance will partner with Murray County Public Schools and Columbia State Community College for an opportunity to teach career and technical education, or CTE, students. This year's event will take place on October 27th. The CTE students will tour various manufacturing facilities across the county, specifically J.C. Ford here in Columbia, as well as GCP Applied Technologies and Fuel Total Systems in Mount Pleasant, Evans said. This will give them close interaction with the manufacturing operations of today. We will also be hosting a lunch at Columbia State with Ultium Cells, where they will talk about the types of jobs that are available out there. Join Murray Alliance for their next Breakfast with the Mayor event on October 31st at 8 a.m. at Puckett's Restaurant on the Square in downtown Columbia. For this session, Murray Alliance is enhancing their quarterly breakfast with the Mayor event by featuring a City of Columbia panel discussion with Mayor Chaz Mulder, Tourism and Marketing Director Kelly Murphy, and Development Services Director Paul Keltner. Tickets for the event are $25 for members and include breakfast. To submit a question or topic in advance, you can contact Nicole Perry at nperry, that's N-P-E-R-R-Y, at murrayalliance.com. For more information, visit www.murrayalliance.com. City leaders voted this month to rename one of its fire stations after former Mayor Barbara Earwood McIntyre, honoring her for her many years of service as a leader and her influence. The Columbia City Council was joined by McIntyre's surviving family members on Thursday to vote on the resolution, which would rename fire station number three just off Bear Creek Pike at 705 Firefighters Drive after her. This happens to be something even more meaningful for the former mayor, someone who I was fortunate enough to know as a kid, Mayor Chaz Mulder said. 
Mayor McIntyre is a large part the reason why, when I was a kid, I had that seed planted to want to get involved in public service, he said. McIntyre's life of service to Columbia began in 1963 when she became the first general manager of Holiday Inn, the largest hotel chain in the U.S., McIntyre was later elected as the city's first female vice mayor, serving from 1974 to 78. In 1990, she was elected as Columbia's first female mayor and was re-elected in 1998, serving two more terms. In addition to her public, I'm sorry, in addition to her career as a public official, McIntyre also served on numerous boards and committees, including the Murray County Chamber of Commerce, Tennessee Municipal League, Tennessee Commission on Aging and Disability, Leadership Murray, Center of Hope, Boys and Girls Club of Murray County, and many more. McIntyre was also the recipient of many distinguished awards, including the Liberty Bell Award, the Lucille Queener Courtney Service Award, the Woman of the Year by the Business and Professional Women's Club, Governor's Award for Community Service, the Eagle Wings Award for Government, a Paul Harris Fellow by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, and the George F. Hickson Fellowship by Columbia Kiwanis Club. McIntyre died August 9th of 2016. Other council members shared their memories of knowing McIntyre, including Councilwoman Debbie Wiles, who said this dedication is not just for her, but the impact the family has had on the community. This honors the longevity of this family in this community and contributes to the very reasons why we love it so much, Wiles said. I cannot tell you the joy this brings me. Barbara was a wonderful lady, she said. Vice Mayor Randy McBroom said some of his fondest memories were being young and gathering with, with friends at the Holiday Inn on the weekends. McIntyre was also responsible for approaching him for his first board position. I went from the advisory board of construction to now being up here as vice mayor, and I always remember she treated me so nice and kind, McBroom said. She always had a smile on her face. McIntyre's son-in-law, John Earwood, concluded by thanking the council for its tribute. We appreciate this, and I've often said that if everybody had a mother-in-law like Barbara, there wouldn't be any mother-in-law jokes, he said. We really appreciate this. Dr. Jeffrey S. Herlis, a specialist in podiatry, has joined the medical staff at Murray Regional Medical Center. He is associated with Advanced Foot and Ankle Care Centers in Columbia. Herlis received his Doctor of Podiatric Medicine degree at California College of Podiatric Medicine in San Francisco. He completed a podiatric medicine and surgery residency at Kaiser Permanente Medical Center in Santa Clara, California. Herlis is board certified in foot surgery and has practiced podiatry for over 20 years. Advanced Foot and Ankle Care Centers is located at 1503 Hatcher Lane, Suite 100 in Columbia. Herlis's office hours are Monday through Friday from 8 to 5. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 931-388-9922. Duck River Jam, a community event intended to raise awareness and funds to fight a proposed landfill along the Duck River, will take place at 1 p.m. on Sunday, November 5th at Cherry Theater at Columbia State Community College. The event, which will feature performances by local musicians as well as a silent auction, is being organized by the Concerned Citizens Group Protect the Duck River. The group has advocated against plans by Louisiana-based Trinity Business Group to build a 1,300-acre trash disposal complex as close as 1,000 feet from the Duck River at a former Monsanto phosphate processing site in Murray County. The property contains multiple Superfund sites and is mandated for EPA rehabilitation because of hazardous waste contamination. Protect the Duck was previously involved in successful efforts to convince state lawmakers to pass legislation designating that segment of the Duck River as a Class II scenic river. 
In April, Governor Bill Lee signed the new law requiring certain water resource projects to be permitted. Trinity Group filed a lawsuit in May appealing the Murray Marshall Solid Waste Regional Planning Board's rejection of its landfill application. Funds raised at the Duck River Jam will help defray legal costs for opponents of that appeal. The Duck River is the most biologically diverse river in North America, as well as the source of drinking water for more than 300,000 people in this community, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. The Duck River Jam is an opportunity for Middle Tennessee residents to support this precious, fragile resource while enjoying a great day of music and fun, he said. For more information about Duck River Jam or to purchase tickets, you can visit www.duckriverjam.com. The City of Columbia is inviting professional artists to submit their qualifications for the creation of public sculpture installations to be permanently displayed outdoors in the Columbia Arts District and in historic downtown Columbia. These public sculptures serve to inspire further development of the arts, culture, and tourism in Columbia. Copies of the solicitation are available at 700 North Garden Street in Columbia or by contacting the purchasing agent for the city at 931-560-1580. Sealed qualifications are due no later than 2 p.m. on Monday, November 6th. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Frankie Albright Church, 85, died Sunday, October 15th at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Funeral services for Mrs. Church will be conducted Friday, October 20th at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in St. John's Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Thursday, October 19th from 5 to 7 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Martha Kinzer Lord, 81, passed away October 12th after a long illness. A memorial service for Mrs. Lord will be conducted on Sunday, October 22nd at 3 p.m. at Williamsport United Methodist Church. Burial will follow in Williamsport Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Sunday from 2 p.m. until the time of the service at the church. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Mr. Gary Ronald Willis, 71, retired owner of Columbia Construction and a successful cattleman and farmer, died Tuesday, October 17th at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Willis will be conducted Wednesday at 10 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 2 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness, and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia, since 1856, 
people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have rain coming through early that will continue through the afternoon hours. The high will be 72 degrees today with winds out of the south-southwest at 10 to 20 miles per hour. The chance of rain, 70%. Tonight, we can expect showers early, then cloudy overnight. The low will be 53 degrees with winds out of the southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. There's a 50% chance of overnight rain. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Boulevard and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. Deciding what your next home will look like, cost in construction, or timing can be intimidating. At The Wave Realty, our licensed general contractors help take the fear out of home building 
by walking you through the step-by-step process of estimating the cost and designing the look that you desire. You can even stay in your house until your new house is finished. Do you have a family farm or a piece of land you would like to build on? Our prices start at $195 a square foot and include brick and nice finishes. Come by our office and see what we can do for you at 800 Hatcher Lane in Columbia or call us at 931-580-4669. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrelis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. A new IRS program may make filing taxes a bit easier for some Tennessee taxpayers in 2024. Tennesseans may be eligible to participate in the 2024 Direct File Pilot, a new service that will provide taxpayers with the choice to electronically file their federal tax return directly with the IRS for free. This new pilot program was announced this week and only includes 13 states, of which Tennessee is one. The eligibility for this new program will be limited to a few taxpayers, and as the filing season progresses, more and more eligible taxpayers will be able to access direct file to file their 2023 tax returns. This is a critical step forward for this innovative effort that will test the feasibility of providing taxpayers a new option to file their returns for free directly with the IRS, said IRS Commissioner Danny Werfel. In this limited pilot for 2024, we'll be working closely with the states that have agreed to participate in an important test run of the state integration. This will help us gather information, important information about the future direction of the direct file program, he said. Only certain taxpayers will be eligible to participate in the direct file pilot. Eligibility is limited due to the program only supporting certain types of filing based on taxpayer types of income, tax credits, and deductions. Taxpayers who fall outside the pilot's eligibility limits will be unable to participate in the pilot in 2024. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. 
Ever dreamed of having a star-studded birthday party at a glitzy club and hiring one of your all-time favorite musicians to sing you happy birthday? That exact dream came true recently for Leslie Leotode, who, when her husband Jimmy, the founder of Jimmy John's sandwich chain, threw her a private birthday party at Nashville's 1230 Club and surprised her by hiring her favorite musician, Sir Elton John, to play. The Rocket Man played a 12-song set on the stage of the venue's Supper Club to a star-studded crowd that included Justin Timberlake, Jessica Biel, Eric Church, Theo Vaughn, Caleb Presley, and others. After dinner, guests were treated to an intimate performance by Sir Elton, who took the stage after dinner. He opened with Your Song, followed by other favorites including Tiny Dancer, Candle in the Wind, and ended with I'm Still Standing, which he dedicated to the birthday girl before singing Happy Birthday to her. The estimated price to hire Sir Elton for a private party, according to luxury wedding planner Scarlet Events, is $1 million. Leotode, whose wealth Forbes.com estimates at $1.7 billion, is an investor in the 1230 Club. He and Leslie are residents of Nashville and frequent the club often. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting WKOM WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.